0: It's time for This Week in WordPress, episode number 138, entitled Envato, and more Envato. It was recorded on Monday the 16th of November 2020. Today I'm joined by Paul Lacey, Dovi Pokshis, and Max Fusement, and we're going to be talking about Invato paying out $1 billion. We'll also have a chat about WooCommerce and how it's preparing you for your Black Friday sales. Oxygen has got some updates and we'll be talking about those, plus we get into the subject of flipping websites. What does that all mean? And finally, how we loved Google Photos. What a shame, it's going away. This Week in WordPress is brought to you this week by AB Split Test. Do you want to set up your AB Split Tests in record time, like in a couple of minutes? Use your existing pages and test anything against anything else. Buttons, images, headers, rows, anything. And the best part is, it works with Elementor, Beaver Builder, and the WordPress block editor. Check it out and get a free demo at absplittest.com. Hello. Back with uh, the WP Builds Weekly WordPress News, which is the last time I'll say those words because we've decided to reinvent it. And we're now going to call it This Week in WordPress. Is that, is that any better? You like that? This yeah. Week yeah, um, that's great. I like it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. We'll go for that from this because moment.
1: It cost us dollars to rebrand, didn't it? We got a good it's,
0: deal. Yeah, we really did. Basically, Paul and I had a chat with a coffee the other day and thought, what can we call it? And uh, and that's what we've decided. It's called This Week in WordPress. From now on, I am joined for This Week in WordPress by three very nice people, one of whom is really new to me. And I only met him... Well, I apparently, we have met before in the real world, but um, I'm going to get to know him as we speak today, so that's really nice. But we have had Dovy on the podcast before. We have had Paul on the podcast before, but we've not had Max on the podcast before. Um, we're gonna limit the introductions, if that's all right, because we're trying to get straight to the chase a bit more these days. But if you just very briefly, Dovy, start with you. Do you wanna just quickly tell us who you are and so on?
2: I'm Dovy Pogstis. I am co-founder and creator of Redux Framework, and I'm a nerd <laughs> and an indie dad, ninja <laughs> yeah. dad.
0: Oh, nice. He is wearing a Ninja Dad T-shirt. We're also going to repurpose the audio from this. So I'm going to try not to say words like watching and things like that. Uh, I'm going to try and not do too much on the camera, but there we go. And then Max. Hello, Max. Tell us who you are. It's very nice to meet you.
3: Hello, guys. Uh, Thanks, Nathan and Paul, uh, for inviting me. It's a pleasure joining this podcast. Um, So my name is Mosier Mosier Furesman, but folks call me Max, so feel free to call me Max. I'm a co-founder in ArtPees. We uh, create WordPress products and uh, services. So uh, it includes WordPress themes and WordPress uh, services as well as plugins. Okay,
0: thank you so much. We'll be sure to, to make some links on our post uh, for both of those places. Sure. Um, thank you. Yeah, thanks very much for joining us. And finally, Paul. Well, Paul's here every week, but uh, what have you got for us this week? What's your elevator pitch?
1: Uh, it's just the same. It's just short as usual to start. Uh, Paul here from the Dicky Bird studio and we're a WordPress agency.
0: Very nice. Uh, thank you very much for joining us, Paul. Now, very often we would spend a bit of time going through the comments of people, uh, but because we're going to repurpose the audio for this, I do apologise. We're going to try not to to comment too much on the audio. Uh, sorry on the comments that come in because we want to just sort of get stuck straight into the meat and the potatoes. But if you have a comment about the content of what we're going to talk about, feel free to add that. In fact, please do because we'll be sure to to mention those things. So, a lot has happened in the WordPress week. Paul is gonna probably kick us off. Is that all right, Paul? You're gonna kick us off with the first article, which is a WordPress core one.
1: Yep, sure. And those comments are flying in, aren't they?
0: Yeah, we've right? got about six. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you can see six. I didn't see any. actually.
0: Oh, OK. So, I mean, just to prove that they're there. Look, there's this one, this one, this one, there this you go. one. Although he's in different places. And this one. There
1: you go. <laughs> oh, oh, there you go. OK, well, yeah, we're just going to kick off with the WordPress core news, which we're not going to spend too much time talking about. There's two items today. Uh, we've got the WordPress 5.6 beta 4 is out now and really the main headline from that is just that 42 bugs have been fixed since the last version of the beta. So some people who we're eternally happy and grateful to have been working away making uh, WordPress 5.6 beta 4 for us. Uh, The next item is the themes team has removed the outdated CSS guidelines and they've added stricter requirement for links in content. So the outdated CSS guidelines is probably something only of interest to anyone who is creating themes in the repo, Uh, whereas the stricter requirement for links in content is a a slightly interesting one that's caused um, a little bit of debate in the comments section on the WP Tavern website, that's where it's come from. And um, what it's basically saying is that the themes that are in the repo now need to have very clear uh, URL links, hyperlinks. So the links need to always be by default styled with an underline. So the classic way, and this is, an, this is for an accessibility reason that they want, the default setting of a theme to always have underline links. Now, they're saying that you can probably have options in the theme so that you can change that setting and you can have no underline or you can put your own CSS in to do some funky new style underlines and stuff like that. But at the moment, they've decided that they want to do a bold step to make the themes out of the box a little bit more accessible for those people who don't mess around with their themes too much. And those links will always be nice and readable and seeable and underlined in the classic sense. That's pretty much all we've got in the the core section this week.
0: I think that's really interesting, actually, that that you you would put that as a sort of requirement. I mean, I can see it, I totally get it, and it does make a great deal of sense, but the fact that it's so easy to overwrite with, well, one line of CSS kind of makes you wonder. Um, right. But there you go, I mean, makes sense. I'm no accessibility expert, but is that presumably then the default that we should all aspire to with accessibility? Yeah, that's, that's the,
1: yeah. Um, the general angle is that, and then there's a little bit of discussion in the comments on the article if anyone wants to click through to it. Um, just saying, you know, there's, there's, there's more accessible ways to do this or that. But the rationale is really is that as a default level playing field, it's a good thing to to go with, to have those links underlined. Even if some people's websites don't do that because they prefer them to look a bit more sexy uh, with, with no underlines. Yeah, sexy websites. So that's right. <laughs> that's right
0: yeah. Uh,
1: um, I should...
2: air... Go on, you carry on. I was just curious, did they ever end up taking out the other jQuery stuff they were talking about with this release or did they back that change out? There was going to be another issue like jQuery Migrate. Oh, that's cool. right. That seems
0: like that was a month or so ago, wasn't it? We heard about that. There was going to be a, a pulling of all of that. Yeah. I don't, I don't know.
1: know. Yeah. No, no. I know that I have to use on some of the old websites the jQuery Migrate kind of patch plugin and, on a lot of those sites. and it, Produces some irritating red, um, you know, red highlights on things in the dashboard that I just have to explain to the to my client. So it's this old plugin here or something, and even it's though it's supposed you know, to be red, <laughs> yeah, a uh, so, it's five point six will ship
2: with the newest jQuery migrate or right. the newest jQuery plugin, and they will not. Uh, so you'll potentially lose some older code even more. Okay. Does,
1: does, does that mean that we get rid of the migrate plugin that patches no. it
2: or they upgrade it to a newer query migrate, getting rid of older migrate code?
1: All right. Okay, it's getting quite meta, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, try to keep up. Try to keep up. Everything.
2: Um Dody, your
0: mic is old. quite quiet, by the way. We we tried oh, to get into that. Yeah. Is that better? That is better. Yeah. Oh, okay, good. Yeah. That is better. Um, okay, so is that enough for core, Paul? Are you happy that you've covered that one? I think
1: so, unless anyone's got anything else to to add. But that, no, that was sorry. all we had.
0: in the core section. I will quickly say I am going to share my screen just because it makes sense at this point but all I'm doing is showing you news.wpbuilds.com this is where we're now keeping our news archive so if you did want to follow along what we're intending to do is I I produce this piece of content on a Monday and it's basically some curated links for WordPress stuff that I've spotted that I think is interesting over the previous week and then the approach that we're going to take now is that Paul and I at the end of the week, so Friday, last Friday, Paul and I are just going to pick out three or four, five or six, something like that, things that we think are rise to the top, things that are more interesting, so that we're not spending five minutes on each in each individual piece, we're spending more like 10 minutes on each individual piece. And so hopefully, if you, if you go to this article, you'll find the one that we're on about in each particular case. So that's news.wpbuilds.com. And um, the first one proper, which we want to get into, which uh, really quite an interesting piece, this it's over on the well, it's over on WP Tavern, but it's about uh, something that I'm sure we've all heard of before this marketplace called Envato. And the title of this piece is Envato passes, <laughs> wait for it, $1 billion. Billion. $1 billion yeah, I should just say trillion just to throw everybody, $1 billion in community earnings while continuing to aggressively market its uh, element subscription against marketplace authors. And Paul, I know you wanted to sort of introduce this one, but I know Dovey, I don't know what um, Max's opinion will be about this, but I know Dovey's got a long and interesting history with Envato, so... Paul, go for it.
1: Yeah, can I, I just want to set the scene a little bit here that mm, we're really lucky this week uh, to have Dovi and Max on because um, Dovi, for instance, um, with his plugin, his plugin powers a ton of the themes and plugins from what I understand that are on the Envato marketplace.
2: About 30%. There you go. <laughs> so a lot
1: of that you will buy and that you will know of, use Redux.io. So... Really well placed to to know a little bit about what's going on on the Invato thing, so and it's clearly, all his fault, is that what i uh, saying? Yeah, <laughs> and, and clearly, you, you're going to be you seriously must be rich from all that, Dovey. I imagine, and you can fill us in on that later on. Um,
2: thanks, <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: Max. On the other hand, I know uh, I know Max because uh, he's a co founder of Jupiter X theme, uh, Ooh. which is. One of the very popular themes on theme forest which is part of envato so specifically that's why i invited max here today because i'd really like to hear um his opinion on this as well and also what's interesting about um jupiter x as a product is that it's still on theme forest which i thought it wasn't but uh, max corrected me on that just the other day but um it's also The the theme also moved to be full DPL and and is available outside of Envato as well. So that was interesting. I'd be interested to know why. Is is there anything in this article that was motivating on that? But I think this article breaks down to a few things. First of all, $1 billion uh, in community earnings. So I know there's going to be some negative comments about Envato in this discussion. And we've all got something... Bad say about that, but a billion dollars has been putting food on the table as a result of Invato, and so you've got to give them some credit for that, especially Dovey, who's been who's who, uh, somehow behind thirty percent of a lot of the stuff on there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and and but then the second part of this article is around probably the. De- the perceived decline of sales on the Envato network, which I imagine is a the thing, they do mention it in the article. It's a huge article. And also, the controversial part, which is highlighted in this, this um, title here, is that the Envato um, company itself has its own um, new ish product a few years old called Envato Elements, which is a subscription products, something like Spotify. Um, in a way, but for elements like graphics and templates and stuff like that. And the thing that people are not happy about within the marketplace that we should discuss is that the call to actions for elements is right there on all of the product pages as well. So you've got product creators, and it says this in the article, are, for instance, doing things like Facebook remarketing and doing good and stuff like that, sending traffic to their page. And then Envato is offering a very tasty upsell to um, to distract that user away from that and purchase their product instead. And a lot of the the uh, creators are not happy about that. So that's the three different aspects to the the article. And honestly, I, I'd probably be best to sit back and listen to what Dovi and Max have got to say in this and try not to get sued. Can time-
0: I can I just ask a quick question? Because it's been many years. I, I suspect if you've been in web development, WordPress, Drupal or whatever, you've probably stumbled across Invato. The the elements is a combination of all of their different products. So, you know, you can get audio files and video files and uh, PDFs and, sorry, uh, PSDs and um, themes and what have you. But it's like a, a la carte, all you can eat, like you said, Paul, Spotify. My my question, though, is does everybody on Envato, is, is the whole thing, everything on Envato, is it in Envato Elements? Or do you have to opt in as an author and say, yes, make me part of it? You have to opt in. Okay. Okay. So there is, there is some agreement. benefit. Okay. Right. All right. Um, okay. Right. That's it. That's all I had to say. So yeah, over to you guys. Maybe Dovey first kick us off. What do you think?
2: Uh, so it's interesting. Uh, the marketplace has been something that has made Envato extremely successful and specifically a few top items and products, uh, some based on Redux, believe it or not. Um, <laughs> Which, of course, as uh, Paul and others have alluded to, I made nothing off of because I was altruistic and believed that people would give back. And it's not always the case in open source. So come up with a pricing model, always. <laughs> anyway, um, within Vado, it was really interesting. In the beginning, there was one price, and that price was uh, unlimited support forever for one price. And it took them like, Eight years before they changed that to a one-year subscription to support, and then they offered like extended licenses and such. Uh, but since Elements came out, this was even before really builders started to take off. Other than WP Bakery and Visual Composer, um, they saw the need of moving to a different space, which is interesting because they were already making bank. Right, uh, Envato has made a lot of money, and I'm I'm not saying it's wrong to make money. But it is an interesting move to cannibalize your own marketplace in lieu of something else. But if you think of it from a business perspective, rather than a single payout, cash out, they're getting people on subscription. And when people are not on subscription, they tend to stay on subscription, especially if it's a no brain subscription. And then if you think of it from a developer standpoint, if that developer isn't an elite author, um, say before, they may not get as high a payout right? So they can kind of spread out the wealth or spread out their liability and payments. So from a business perspective, Spotify is making more money than traditional CD manufacturers Mm -hmm. because they don't have to pay so much. They pay for a song, not 15. Right. And so you've got that whole thing going on. And I think Mbato's is just trying to leverage that opportunity because they see a diminishing opportunity in their marketplace that the day of uh, I hope that this isn't controversial, but the day of uh, monolithic themes that do everything is kind of going away. Right. We're moving more towards an element uh, block based design world. And I think they saw that uh, preemptively and, and tried to focus on it. But I do agree with everyone here. This is a, a bit of a conflict of interest. You're basically cannibalizing from other people to serve your own needs. And and you're doing it in a way that probably will make you more money and your users less or your yeah. designers less. Yeah,
0: yeah. I, I, I obviously i don't have a product i've got no um skin in the game but i think if i was paying for facebook ads and driving traffic and then the cart or uh, whatever you know landing page was then showing an upsell for some other product which uh and apparently it sort of hovers at the top and it's this nice kind of vibrant color which really attracts your attention Mm. (laughs) a little bit ticked off what what's what's happening here max what's your opinion on this
3: um I'm gonna add uh, some points to what we said, which I also agree. Uh, So when Envato started, the concept of marketplace was there and it was working and it worked for Envato for a while, but uh, it has been like um, three, four years that uh, the subscription system has become a thing. And I am sure uh, with the the emergence of uh, names like Elementor um, you know, market, uh, shifted towards this trend even more. So what Mwata wanted to do to keep up with this uh, new trend was to introduce a subscription service. And, uh, that is the Water elements. But the thing is, since it was not founded and was not based on that concept, that business model from beginning, there has been some conflict. What we said, uh, conflict, uh, conflict of interest. Uh, and that is uh, causing the problem. All the complaints that are uh, mentioned in this article in VP Tavern uh, are, uh, you know, are caused by that. So you have a user base, a community already that are working within the old business model, which is the one off purchases and such. And then you introduce another service to actually leverage the benefits of a subscription model uh, like uh, Envato Element. And here some problems are caused. So what we did actually as one of the uh, old uh, authors of Mlotto, first we started with Graphic River, as you may know, and then we changed to uh, Team Forest with our team, uh, Jubilee So we actually got a chance to talk to folks in Mlotto a couple of times, and uh, we actually wanted to reflect this concern as one of, uh, one of the community members. Uh, but the thing is that, uh, and wanted to keep up with this trend and, uh, they really wanted this to happen. So that is right. What is mentioned in this article that they invested more and more of the resources into, um, you know, elements. So, uh, the thing is that we were lucky. I don't know. Is it fortunate or unfortunate? But, uh, these things are not part of the, the elements. So it mostly has affected you know, other kind of creative uh, you know authors like Audio Jungle and the Graphic River and such. Um, and, I'm, I, and I can actually empathize with the concerns that are shared in the article. If you are selling an item there and then a banner comes featuring a product of your rival or a competitor, that might be a bummer. So mm-hmm. uh, this is a situation. I, I think Emoto is really having this challenge right now. Uh, and I'm sure the new CEO after has uh, stepped down last month, I guess, has uh, to deal with the challenge of what biz- business model will you want to go uh, at the end? Because it mm-hmm. defines uh, you know, the investment that you want to do, all the, the strategic planning in future and such. Let's see that.
0: Yeah. Um, we've got Andrew Palmer in the comments. I don't know if you know Andrew Palmer. Andrew has um, a property called Elegant Marketplace. He also founded page builder cloud but it's obviously got a bit of skin in a similar game he says a marketplace cannot be a developer or direct users i'm guessing you need to take away from de- uh, from developers as a marketplace founder this is in my dna and nearly cost me more business i, I would just be i would be ticked off if I saw those adverts <laughs> for another company and also I kind of feel that from an from an end user point of view like Spotify I don't use Spotify I use Arrival but to me it's just the best thing in the world from an end user's point of view it's great I right. a tiny amount of money and I get the entire ecosystem of music basically since the day somebody invented a way of recording audio um, but from a music But, you know, if if you're a musician or in any way connected with the music industry, the exact opposite I'm imagining must be true. I'm guessing that your revenue stream has disappeared, not disappeared, but kind of gone away to a great extent. So it's difficult. I don't know what what the fair pricing model for this is, but it seems that everything is going subscription. I mean, literally everything,
2: Um, you know. Well, let me round back a, a little bit. There are different marketplaces in Votto. Audio Jungle, Graphic River, Code Canyon. And to be honest, the only two successful I see are Audio Jungle and Theme Forest. Because Code Canyon, unless you hit a certain vein, you were really good. And Graphic River, unless you had a huge following, but even Max went over to Theme Forest because there's probably more profitable profit there, right? So I think what Envato is doing is they're focusing on what they know will bring them profit. They, they've right. seen that this is working. But it does create the very thing we're talking about. It takes more money out of the developers or the designers and spreads it across more people. So Envato themselves become more wealthy while everybody else in the marketplace becomes poorer. Mm-hmm. And what, they're, what they did was they did a lot of marketing. Hey, do you want to be the first one in this program? Developers and designers, come on in. And then they got a partnership with Envato or uh, uh, Elementor, right? Uh, or did they? They were talking to El... Okay. It, it, End the day, they were talking to Elementor, but I don't. Th- I think Elementor went their own way. Uh, but either yeah, that's way, the right. whole Elementor, yeah, they tried their own program. You're right. They were there right. talking in it first, but it didn't happen. Yeah, exactly. So sorry, memories. But it's it's going to be interesting because I just wonder if it's going to be sustainable. It's not going to be sustainable for individual developers. It will be sustainable for Envato because once they do a payout, that's it. Even if somebody downloads one video they get a penny versus $15, right? It, It takes, you would have to have so much. So if you're the highest quality caliber person on there, great. And that encourages better improvements and better products. But at the same time, it removes your opportunity success because people are no longer looking at you as a brand. They're looking at, oh, this element is awesome. Okay, I can look at other elements and like them, or I can find anybody else and like them. It's it's better for the marketplace it's not better for the user the developers. we
0: um we seem to like i said we seem to be going subscription everywhere you know literally everything and and i just wonder how long this can go on because well take the example of music you know there's only a certain amount of time before there's too many impoverished musicians to be churning out like a breadth and depth of music that that caters for everybody in the end you'll probably just get a a, a real mass of really what's the word stuff that sells basically you know the things on the extremities are going to be pushed away because nobody wants to kind of have them and i just wonder i mean i've got this i've got this app called <laughs> ridiculously to keep track of my apps to keep track it's called track my sobs and it keeps track of my subscriptions each month and man alive the amount of money I spend on subscriptions versus the amount of use I get out of them is ridiculous. You know, there are some things that I subscribe to and I have been for years. And I look back and I think, man, if if I'd have just never paid that subscription,
2: I would have been totally fine. But I just, I don't know. I just do. But if I had just put a $1 subscription for every developer, I'd be just fine yeah. you know, uh, for my, for Redux. Like, it goes both ways. Subscriptions yeah, yeah, yeah. are the way of the future. Uh, but my question and uh, something I want everyone on theme Forest, and not trying to be ruder to minimize Envato, but now nowadays it doesn't matter so much going through a marketplace. Like there are, are grassroots opportunities. You can have a thousand users on a free plugin and be making $10,000 a month. I've seen it numerous times. Whereas before the audience was Envato, the audience was theme Forest, The audience was code Canyon. So I'm not sure if it's as necessary today for people to give away everything into a marketplace. Now, I still think it's great, this idea of a marketplace. I just hope that there will be enough transparency and fairness, because there's no way to govern or track uh, anything beyond what you're told. Mm. And and there's no way to self-promote a particular thing behind a paywall that no one can go to and see. Like, There's a lot of dev that will have to happen and unfortunately i think they're just gonna forget more and more about the traditional marketplace because i mean that subscriber money is very nice yeah yeah um yeah okay i wish but, i had thought about it yeah <laughs> precisely one
0: dollar it was all it took if you'd just written that little field <laughs> okay let's move on um let's talk about something else paul do you mind taking the next one as well this is the um yeah.
1: just, a yeah, sorry, just gonna one. add something to the one no, we please do run. yeah Um, just to say as a user, because I represent here the end user. Um, So I I just logged into my Envato account and it popped up that apparently I've been a user for 10, a member for 10 years. Um, Some kind of deal popped up and then I closed it. I can't get it back now. But, um, you know, I didn't buy anything for maybe four or five years, really, of note, but I used to buy a lot when I was uh, transitioning from um, being a kind of, temporary project manager for, for a few years into coming back into web development and finding everything had changed and I needed to catch up. So I was buying a lot of Envato theme forest code Canyon plugins and themes and stuff like that for a while. And then I stopped, uh, when I found my place with things like generate press and beaver builder and those kind of things. But I did buy an Envato elements subscription just three weeks ago because uh, we, you know, I changed my process quite a lot. I use Sketch for design, and there's a really useful Sketch plugin for Envato Elements. That means when I'm designing things, I can just pop the plugin open right in Sketch, search for something like a wireframe or something, pull it straight in, and just just like we said earlier, it didn't really occur to me who the author of that was. It was just ah, uh, yeah, that's yeah. The Thing that I need, but they have made they have made a. A product that is relevant to me again and i don't know what they could have what they what they should morally do differently because it does feel like there's a kind of but this is change isn't it so change happens and i think envato elements it's a bit like uber drivers you know they all know they're going to be um made redundant eventually by self-driving cars so they're just moan about it at the moment. They're just like, "Oh, this is going to happen." They don't really care about us and stuff like that. And and you could say to someone, "We'll go and start something new," but it's not that easy when someone has kind of been doing this for like ten years or their whole life as a developer or a taxi driver or something like that. Um, yeah, what's Andrew
0: saying? Andrew Andrew sort of making a similar point that many developer Andrew Palmer I should say many developers are starting their own clubs. Uh, it's especially relevant for plugin thing developers that have multiple products. A monthly subscription is better off better than one off sales and then he goes on saying marketplaces are a great way to get your products out there we have a number of vendors getting between 2 to 5k a month some admittedly only getting coffee money though yeah imagine that you're coldplay on spotify you're probably doing all right but if you are you know not basically anybody other than the foo fighters and coldplay and you know the <laughs> bands of their ilk you're you're going to be kind of thinking oh, this is this is tough stuff um and Max. Hello, Max. Um, I use Invert, uh, elements for After Effects assets and 3D images. Yeah, yeah. I, I confess I've used it. It wasn't actually my account. I used the WP and Up account to get songs for the podcast that I did for them. And it was fabulous. You know, it was yeah. just it was really well built. The The filtering and the searching, you could actually get to a track that sounded like you wanted it to sound like because somebody had put in the legwork to curate it all and fill, you know, make the filters apply correctly. So it, it was a great experience, but I, I just, it just does make me a bit sad when, you know, when you hear about people who have gone from doing fairly well to now suddenly not doing quite so well because they don't have that status mm. in the platform.
2: Now don't get me wrong. I think it's genius. And I think it's where it has to go to yeah. be sustainable. Yeah. I just think, people have to recognize that they're going to have lower, lower, lower margins on the marketplace. And so they either have to launch their own club or shift their model to support and be in this marketplace and be good enough to be the chosen ones that people download so that they get paid. And that is a different world than just I've got every feature versus I have to be the best. Yeah,
3: exactly. Can I also add a comment on top of what Paul and Dovi said? I I actually think, uh, yeah, just like Paul says, Maybe the idea of going subscription-based is good, and it's working, just like what a folks says, that numbers are showing that. But it's working in the other side of the marketplace, which is like uh, graphic assets and such. But WordPress Teams is the biggest chunk, may- maybe one of the biggest. Just like what uh, folks and what says, one-third of their revenue is coming from WordPress, it's nothing more. So if you want to embrace that um, new model, You should. uh, I think uh, they should look for uh, for ways to embrace it in the WordPress um, space as well, which uh, I'm going to say they did. Uh, I don't know if Davi remembers it, but there was a call Invado sites that Mm -hmm. they uh, involved some of the time. authors. Yeah, yeah. And we actually volunteered. We looked forward to it. We wanted to support it. That was a good idea, but it didn't work. And we actually were surprised that it didn't work. And I'm sure folks in Envato were surprised as well. So they were asking themselves, why it didn't work when it works for uh, graphical assets and elements? Why it's not working here? Maybe that was a big question, which is a still there above their head, and they're trying to figure out. But they say the safest way ahead is to just keep work, uh, Team Forest the way it is, with its own one-purchase kind of, you know, marketplace. Um, and then we will see about it in future. Right now, it's like in in Envato, those who are looking for a chance to enter WordPress competition, it's like zero to none. Uh, if they are not in the club, just like Andrew Palmer said, if you're not in Coldplay it's, uh, and you are, uh, I don't know, some unknown band, if you have the least chance. It's very competitive. And it's like uh, there was this rock band in the US that they, they got him famous for there. I actually like this song, but I forgot the name. Uh, just the, I think it's the, the Oh! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, Insert whale actually, sound. Uh, in... Yes, yeah, most probably. So, yeah, they didn't finish, but actually, they, they liked, uh, I like their their songs. And there are many authors in Team Forest right now who, who are doing amazing job. But these guys are, um, sorry, they don't get any exposure. Because people just come to the top seller's chart. This is maybe by intention or not by intention in Team Forest by Envato guys. So yeah,
2: they yeah, have a yeah. very,
3: very low exposure possibility. So if you're looking for your own branding, maybe uh, you should consider Team Forest, but you have a very high uh, competition waiting there for you. Uh, however, I know uh, Team Forest tried, and Envato tried to fix it by better search results and refined search results, and they have changed the top sellers chart. You don't see much of the you know, uh, the, um, you know, uh, monthly sellers there, you see more of the new sellers, uh, new grossing, you know, items in the lower half of the page. These things are good, but um, at the same time, you have a very, very, um, you know, high competition waiting for you there. You have Nevada, okay? So the thing is that the other hand uh, in Envato's uh, elements there is nothing like branding. I think Dovi or Andrew Palmer mentioned it. Um, it's it, it's like you have talent to make good things. Maybe you can go and try your chance in water elements. And there's not much about your branding. Just like you guys said, you are a item producer who produces quality items, and people are paying for it. And they don't care who build it, because they just for you for them. You are just uh, you know keywords um, and some you know qu- uh, element specifications. So they pay for it and use it, and that's it. So there's not much of you and your brand and, and who you are and whatever your story is. So uh, it's like different people in different business models are making uh, use of a model right now. And uh, everyone who wants to join this con- community as an author should first deal with this selection. Which way you want to go uh, right. uh, you know, in future?
0: There's a lot of people who are launching their own products very successfully by themselves. I mean, like Paul said, people like um, Tom Osborne from Generate Press, and we've got our friend David from the Page Builder Framework. It's kind of like a one-man operation to begin with, and then it kind of snowballed. So there's paths, isn't there? There's different paths, but just the idea of hopping into a marketplace where there's incumbents who are just leviathans. Uh, would be a bit scary for me. Um the so, real value well, says max of the yeah. yeah managed to get the word leviathan into the podcast which is uh, basically game over that's it. I'm happy now. Um the real value for the word for wordpress is in the elementor blocks by envato. Ah oh, yeah, I kind of forgotten about them. It's like iTunes selling single songs over an al- albums back in the day. Mm. Right. Okay, let's move on. Max, Do you mind sorry. if we yeah, Sorry, on,
1: one, one more question, sorry. Um, max, uh, I wanted to know cuz um did the introduction of Envato Elements have any um, kind of influence on Jupiter X decision with you and your uh, co-founders to go full GPL and launch the theme into the theme uh, mark, into the theme repo as well, or is it just a completely separate, completely separate thing? It felt like it felt to me when I've seen you you and your colleagues speaking at Word WordCamps, is that you you saw change coming and you needed to do something? And kind I of wonder if Envato Elements has some influence on that.
3: Sure. Uh, yeah, we actually had our reasons to go full GPL because you know in uh, Team Forest there is this thing called uh, split split GPL, which is a um, you know mixed uh, licensing of GPL and non GPL items. So part of your assets, part of your product is GPL, and the the other part is not. So and this this is the point with the teamworks and Mbara, as you know. So. Uh, we didn't have a specific, you know, sales goals to, to, do, to do with. Actually, we were okay. We were uh, not going to uh, get shocked if the sales were going to drop. We were actually ready for that. But in, um, we had other reasons, and it's the philosophy of WordPress, which is being open and mm-hmm. uh, letting people use the same thing that you use to build a business and build whatever venture you have. And that was it. We were we wanted to join the WordPress community, not just as authors who are making bucks, but also as contributors in whatever way we can, the sponsors, the speakers, and anything. And we, it was rewarding a lot in that sense. But uh, maybe it wasn't um, immediately rewarding financially for us. Um, because, you know, for, for people who are selling in uh, Team Forest and also some of the buyers in Team Forest, um it's just that you go and pay for an item and then you customize it and sell it to someone they don't care about you know um these th- this kind of things but we we cared about it and we were looking for them for them and that's why it was rewarding for us uh so as a response to your question introducing a model elements no it, it didn't affect our thing uh, ourselves but going gpl um affected us in, I mean, in terms of sales in this way, that for majority of people who use WordPress, GPL means stealing easier. So, uh, Rita. you can just, <laughs> yeah, that can also be a quiz, uh, example. So uh, I see my items uh, along many other items, um, though we have seen this as well. Uh, they're just freely advertising items out there and uh, you cannot even, uh, you know, uh, you know, report them to Facebook or Google and stuff because of the yeah. licensing. But GPL is more than that. Uh, and, uh, yeah, maybe it's uh, it has affected ourselves in that way because there, the, 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 there are less, you know, whatever restrictions uh, on the licensing. And some people can make money out of your uh, efforts without doing anything in extra, which is. Uh, in addition to that, which is the philosophy of GPL. You take something and you build something upon that and then you can sell it. Uh, these these are the, the problems, but uh, like I said, uh, the philosophy of GPL and WordPress community that we believe in uh, was enough of a reason for us to go towards that. And we are very, very happy with that.
2: Nice. Can I give two more warnings? Yeah. Okay. Sure. Warning number one, uh, just remember WordPress was a fork. WooCommerce was a fork. Uh jetpack was not. But um if you're gonna do on Theme Forest, I really urge you something. Don't publish on the theme, the theme uh forums at all about your theme. Our uh one of our co-founders for a time, Kevin Provence, had a theme that he spent about four and a half months building and somebody copied it in a month, posted it on there, and then got his theme submitted to be removed as fraudulent. Uh. And Invado did nothing about it. Nothing. Because the the other guy was an elite author and actually one of our long-term users and just completely stole the whole thing. And he got a bunch of his buddies from across the nation to say that this guy was copying. And yeah, so my friend lost it all. So just be very cautious. I would never post publicly anything that is ready to release or isn't ready because it, it will probably be reproduced. Right. That's good advice.
0: So keep it under wraps until it's ready, then. It's sad. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Well, that's the the tricky nature of the GPL, isn't it? We sort of encounter problems like this all the time. It's brilliant, but it has its flaws. Um, Right. Yeah. Okay. I am going to move it on, if that's all right, because I want Paul to talk about, well... Perfect sort of segue, I suppose, we selling things. WooCommerce, WooCommerce, WooCommerce. Cyber Monday, Should we, we'll mash two things together here because I've got something um, about Black Friday as well. Um, okay, so Black Friday's coming up. I know, Black Friday's coming up. This is quite a nice article from the guys at Woo kind of telling you how to get your store ready. Like you didn't know, you probably did know how to get your store ready, but Paul, I know you haven't got a stall, but if it was, oh, would yeah. it now be ready?
1: Uh, I think this this article is is nice for those people who have had to switch to digital because of the lockdown. And it mentions at the start of this yeah, article yeah. that's on WooCommerce.com, the article is called Making the Most of Cyber Monday 2020, How to Prepare Your Store. So Cyber Monday is, you know, you've got Black Friday, which happens online as well. But I think Black Friday traditionally was people going into actual shops. And then Cyber Monday was kind of a spin-off where people would um buy stuff online. That's where all the online deals happen. And it says according to Google, more than and Google tends to know everything about everyone. So uh, more than a third of US customers who normally shop in stores for Black Friday say they won't this year. And that's probably going to be a lot more for the UK-based shoppers as well, because we're in lockdown. Um, but retailers are expecting a lot from online shopping. So the problem, if you were a physical store that was relying on uh, Black Friday, people turning up into your actual shops or shop, um, you may be getting severely outdone by some of your digital competitors who are far more savvy than you, but doing online sales. And so this, it's a fairly short guide, but it really does kind of give you the, the, everything you really need to do to cover the bases. If you've got an online store in terms of, Communic- communicating to your customers, uh, marketing with Facebook ads and Google ads and stuff like that, um, making sure that you have enough stock and that you've got um, a fantastic on-store experience and make sure you've tested it and make sure that your server can take it if uh, you do happen to get a surge. So I think this is a really nice short article written by Catherine Ma on the woocommerce.com uh, website. and. Yeah, a lot of us listening today probably don't need this article, but I just think it is a really good point that the 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 retail stores with actual bricks and mortar are going to get hit again with this with uh, because of the lockdown and COVID and the pandemic because of savvy digital marketers. One of them obviously is Amazon. So they're doing pretty well out of this. So I don't know if there's anything anyone wants to add to that, but i have just got something
0: to, to add like about the bricks and mortar aspect of thing. It was in the newspaper today and it was just like this real quandary of worlds colliding at the moment because of COVID. Because obviously in the UK we're in lockdown. And it was a it was a very successful bricks and mortar card seller. And they they basically sell greetings cards, so birthday cards, and, and obviously they're gonna make the most amount of their revenue in the run up to Christmas when everybody buys packs of cards. Now, they're not allowed to be open. They're completely shut down. But online is, and so are supermarkets. And that Clinton Clint are basically sort of trying to say, look, I mean, what the heck are we supposed to do? You know, we, we just haven't got that business for online. Seems a bit unfair that if we walk into a supermarket, we can buy the exact same physical product because the supermarket's allowed to be open. I guess, you know, at some point, all of this COVID nonsense, nonsense, I didn't mean to say that, um, COVID stuff. We'll go away. Go, go, political. Yeah. No,
3: yeah, yeah, no, 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 no. 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 Ah. <laughs>
0: yeah, and um, but but for now, it does seem to me that if you're in business, you don't really have a business unless you're online to some extent. So I think Clinton's Cards' argument is a bit spurious because, really, didn't you see this one coming? Did you not think that at some point people might choose to buy your cards online? I don't know. It's, mm. it's
1: like Blockbuster. Blockbuster and Netflix, wasn't it? Yeah, They right.
0: got a the chance to invest heavily in
1: Netflix. I think early on, from what I understand, and they they were like, nah, it's not going to work."
2: Yeah, it's not for Redbox. Redbox killed them too. Um, mm. Okay.
0: Well, I mean, yeah, the the thing, the, the bit that I want to mention is just the the sort of furore around Black Friday. Um, and I don't know, uh, Max, if you. Have a position on this, whether you're offering a, a considerable discount. You know, my concern is that everybody closes their wallets at some point in July and never opens them again until about four days before December, where all of a sudden the the deals are out there and everybody's thinking, okay, I want to get at least forty percent, twenty five percent, whatever off. And it, it, to me, it kind of it's such a bizarre time of year. We have a Black Friday deals page to sort of like, to, you know, to make this whole thing even more crazy um, because I know that everybody wants to have, you know, have access to all these kind of links. It is such a bizarre... I don't even know why it exists. Why do we even have Black Friday? Which which devil came
2: up with it? Yeah, but who? who Amazon. Who, who I... <laughs> was it? No, I'm, kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. They came up with Cyber Monday. That was them. Okay.
3: Yeah. Uh, anyway. So what I think, what I think is that there is... Um this cognitive, uh, bias behind these kind of seasons, the discount seasons and this kind of occasions, Black Friday, Cyber Monday. And this is the best opportunity for businesses to leverage those cognitive biases, which um, one of the most important of which is the fear of missing out. Right. So FOMO, and it, FOMO. so it applies both for buyers and sellers, right? Uh, you are a, uh, buyer and you see, uh, some people are giving discount to their product and you say, Hey, everyone is using that discount. Why and not? Uh, I'm, I'm going to use it. Uh, and then as a seller, you're the same. You uh, resist the urge to sell your product for, um, you know, lowered price. And then you are afraid of missing out the chance of selling yeah. more because your competitor is. <laughs> so it's a strategy that is intensely effective for both buyer and seller. And, um, That is why you see this rush which is also annoying to me sometimes as well before the end of the year by the way i'm um i'm um, iranian we have different uh calendar and that's why it doesn't apply to me much but in terms of business it applies because i'm i'm um selling internationally so if you do not do this if you do not run this kind of campaigns it's not gonna uh it's it may be damaging your business because everyone else is doing and in a especially when you're selling in a uh, marketplace, you are being compared to items before and after you and say, hey, these are selling in like 50% uh, lower price. And for sure, I'm not gonna choose this item and I'm gonna choose uh, the other one next or before the item the chart. So that is kind of irresistible.
0: Um, Chris Hughes in the comments, as always, gets cuts through the the noise and gives us white. apparently it's um because of well this black friday is regarded as the start of the christmas shopping season in the u.s the first shopping day after thanksgiving of course i never quite understood what thanksgiving was was for i'm going to start a new one it's going to be called red tuesday afternoon and it's going to be on a i don't know
2: on the f- every tuesday afternoon every day of the week let's go for that uh yeah amazon did that they said cyber monday then they said cyber week then they said cyber two weeks now it's going to be cyber
0: year (laughs) well it really is cyber's year isn't it everybody's buying everything from the you know online at the moment goodness knows what amazon stock's doing like halloween black friday isn't even a thing in germany until some years ago yeah i kind of feel that's the same max for us i kind of feel it happened about eight years ago or something it began to happen and now it's now it's totally entrenched you know to the point where the children like this is a thing if you're like under the age of 15 or something you grew up in an era where the the you know you can buy things cheaper for christmas uh which is kind of how i use it i buy actual real things to put in stockings
2: before christmas so here we go so i i would really love for true vendors people who have been on both ends to sit down and do an analysis and see over the course of a year if it really did impact sales. Right. Like if they took their normal growth, averaged that normal growth, separated that, and took a year with it and without. Because I honestly don't know if it truly benefits people. If you want cash fast and your company's failing, then of course a Black Friday deal is something you must do. But the question is does it create? an unrealistic expectation in the minds of everybody that we can't buy something if it's not on sale. And I think it kind of does, and I wonder how much that hits into your yearly profit because people are like, oh, it's September, I'll wait till Black Friday. Doesn't it also kind of put your business, basically a
0: lot of your business around this two week period in the year? In other words, if if let's say, I don't know, 15, 20, 30% of the people who have bought your subscription, your license, an annual license, have bought it just before before Black Friday. You've got that exact same anxiety almost exactly 12 months later. Will they renew? Will they renew? Will they renew? And if not, the bottom's gonna drop out of our business because everybody else is doing the Black Friday deals and it all sort of coalesces in this two-week frenzy. Oh. I know. Mm.
3: I have an insider tip and... about what you said, Nathan. Uh, yeah, Please. so I think, this is coming from someone who has been in the business of um, one-off purchases for almost a decade. <laughs> okay, so this Black Friday thing is uh, really a nightmare in both ways. Uh, it's rewarding and a nightmare at the same time, actually. So yeah, you can make um, I don't know good. Um, I mean, you can have good uh, sales during that period of one week, two week, whatever extended Cyber Monday week or month or whatever. But there is a risk of you because of the business model that you have, which is one of purchase and not subscriptions. People may just buy your product in bulk and then go for another year because they stock up for the entire 12 months ahead, uh, by, in, by just estimating the number of licenses they, uh, they need, um, based on the experience and then buy them all in the discounted price. And then, uh, the chance of them coming back in the following months is very much dropped because they have already started yeah. up. Yeah. There is also a problem uh, for those who are selling in Team I mean uh, marketplaces like Team Forest and the one of um, sales kind of uh, businesses just I wanted to share.
0: This is this is another... This is a nice idea. Chris Hughes again. Next plugin I sell on Black Friday will have a 14-month license so they can't renew during those sale. Do you think people would just like cut off the final two months? You, maybe better. I don't
3: know. That's a, a
0: novel serious. idea, though, Chris. I like it. Yeah, and then look at this. Um, I can't remember who it was. Uh, somebody in the comments made the point that... Yeah, it's Chris again. Um, Halloween is a thing. I don't know if you noticed. This year, like, magically... Yeah, really, like plugins being sold under the auspices of Halloween. You know, basically, any you could more or less guarantee that if you went to 50% of WordPress plugin sites and use the offer code SPOOKY, um, you will get a discount, because that's just what everybody... Chumpy, SPOOKY 2020, and uh, see what happens. Yeah, it's fascinating. Uh, I don't know. I don't know.
1: I'm looking it, forward it, to seeing if we get a animated Yoast banner in our dashboards that we can
0: talk about next
1: week, perhaps. Just because We haven't spoken about an animated Yoast banner in the WP admin dashboard for a while.
0: Yeah, we haven't, have we? I think it's about time Uh, they put one in, really, just to to give us something to talk about. I think that's ingenious,
1: though. um, SEO press. uh, It feels like I could be wrong, but something uh, Max was saying earlier actually made me think about this, that sometimes with the FOMO, of the actual vendor, the creator of the product, you know some of these products that do do big Black Friday deals, they kind of are able to come out of nowhere and get a big name. And oh, that was
0: huge for them, wasn't it?
1: I feel like SEO Press like, turned up with an amazing deal for people at a time when people were quite frustrated with Yoast and they turned up, offered an amazing deal. And so now they are always gonna be spoken about. So which SEO plugin, is it Yoast or Math? Or is it SEO press or all in one? And they kind of launch themselves into that conversation in all the communities. They may never never offer a deal again, but um, it's interesting that you know how how do some of these products get launched into the into the conversations? I mean, we had that article last week from Pixelgrade, and it was called um, on the Pixelgrade.com. I discount, you discount, we both lose, and they've got a very strict. Um, feeling about this that they they just can see they can see it's not a sustainable way to do business and they've decided to just flat out refuse to get involved in this kind of malarkey uh so and, it's, and they're right they're absolutely right and but i think um market forces do dictate things And market forces can dictate that they create an unsustainable model for businesses to try and catch up with. And it's difficult what to know to do about that. But that's something that I picked up from what Max was saying about the FOMO of the vendor themselves rather than just the buyer.
0: I think SEO press. I don't know how it worked financially for them, but they, from a marketing point of view, that was a genius move. Um, They just went from like zero people. It was on nobody's radar. And then suddenly they put out this, I don't know if you guys followed that, but a couple of years ago, I think it was 2018, $99 for a lifetime deal, unlimited, basically uncapped everything. And I reckon, I'm pretty sure that a million licenses got sold in that two week period. At ninety nine dollars. Um, no, I don't mean a million licenses. I mean a million dollars. I think was probably. Uh, uh, I would imagine that's probably quite conservative. And but now I noticed two years down the road, just before Black Friday, I got an email from them the other day with an upsell. So you know maybe they're losing money on that initially, but they've got some new and fresh ideas. So they've got a big email list. They've got a massive customer base. And, um, you know, now they can start to shift some more stuff and look, Bernard's saying the next one is rank math. Um,
2: lots of people talking about them at
0: the moment. I don't know anything about them, but that's interesting. Their
2: setup process is all about harvesting your email. If you bypass it all, it's a great plugin, but they have really mastered the craft of getting you into their email chain. Rank math. Rank math. Yes. I don't know. Yeah. I'm not, not. And that's why they're growing so well. And they're actually growing like crazy.
0: So Max says SEO Press just launched another server. That was it. Insights. Yeah. Thank you, Max. <laughs> Comments are so helpful today. Thank you. $99 a year per site and $20. So there you go. So they put out a product. They're maintaining it. Actually, I, I bought it. I'm not gonna be shy about that. I've deployed it on a few sites. And I'm pretty happy with it. Seems to seems to do what it said it would do. Uh, okay, right. Enough of the Black Friday. Um let's go to this one. Can I take the lead on the next one? This is um this is oxygen. I like oxygen <gasps> breathe, breathe 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 um they've got a nice new release version 3.6 this is a plugin it's a page builder but it, it this it, this has just sat in the background for what 3 4 years now kind of not getting the attention that the other major builders like elementor and whatnot you ha- have but i i don't know if any of you noticed but i know paul did but um i did a i did a summit about i don't know Two months ago now. Oh, look, there's the there's the there's the hoodie. The uh, Page Builder Summit. And there was a lot of talk about this. There was a lot of people who were deeply interested, showed up, really making lots of comments around oxygen. Um, it was run initially by Louis or Lewis, I'm not sure how you say it. And he he he's quite a character. His marketing was quite interesting, and uh, you know, he was quite happy to put YouTube videos out literally. Um, drawing attention to the to the, the 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 problems with other rivals, shall we say? It was quite ent- it was entertainment actually. Do you remember those Paul, where he yeah. would just like halfway through a video, he'd get so frustrated with the other page but he'd just like slag them off, you it's know? Like, of them. Yeah, yeah. yeah,
1: It was
0: it was, it really was excellent.
1: Well, how many divs there were in one particular <laughs> page? <laughs> he he he, he div- coined, coined a
0: word, didn't he? Divception. He called it divception
1: it was hilarious, but you wouldn't want to be on the other end of
0: it. Yeah. Well, they've got a new guy um, who seems to have taken the helm in that. I haven't really heard of Louis much at all recently. He's called Elijah. And I have, I, I love his style.
2: I love his He's amazing. Do you know him? I do. He did the Redux videos. He's fantastic. Oh, isn't he? I mean, he just so good. When he talks, he
0: doesn't make a mistake, does he? He just talks, and every word is on message. Anyway, so here he is talking about the latest stuff in three point six. This video, I watched it earlier. It's about ten minutes long. It's really good. Uh, it explains everything that's going on, but essentially, it boils down to you need you need a license for some of these features they've they've improved the the capability to to sort of stifle what certain user roles can do inside of oxygen so for example you might say i don't want uh, people to be able to well look on the screen you've got these these different options Um, So if you've got a client who tends to break things, you can just go in and on a per user level or a per role level. You can switch things on and off. So that's that's really nice. I like that. Uh, And then they've also added in REM um, for for font sizes, but they've also added in custom. You can put your own custom units in so you can use CSS functions and clamp and things like that, uh, which is quite nice. And that's basically it. But what this product really is getting my interest. I haven't used it in anger. I've played with it. But um, I just seem to like the direction that it's going. And, and with Elijah at the helm, I'm, I'm more confident than I've ever been about it.
2: Discuss. I love Elijah. And I love what they're doing. It's interesting because they're a completely different model. They said premium only. They have never offered a free version of any kind, which is genius. Um, it, they're going the WP Rocket route. Right And WP Rocket, we remember how much that grew. And it doesn't have a free version either. Uh, People who use Oxygen absolutely love it, from what I hear. Um, Constantly. Anyone who's an avid Oxygen user, they're like, Oxygen, Oxygen. And you're right. Elijah is taking a really solid approach. And the documentation and his video tutorials are phenomenal. I mean, I don't know anybody who does a better WordPress-style video that doesn't look like crap, (laughs) you know? It's like perfection. Um, so I think them, they could do a lot with it. I think we're just, it's good that he's getting more PR because they really need it. They've done a good product. I, I
0: would say that in, in the Page Builder Summit, he was he was getting a lot of interest. There were t- tons of people. T- we did a poll at the beginning saying, what is it that you're most looking forward to in the summit? And they were right near the top. I can't remember what topped out the poll, but the, it was certainly an oxygen. Uh, it was definitely of interest to people. I I really want to know who this person is who's put this Facebook comment in. We're going to go back just for a moment to the pricing. That's Elijah. Weird. Is it, yes, yeah. yes. Hey, Elijah, Is it? you're no awesome. No, no, no. You're a stud muffin. Oh, God, now I feel like I'm sucking up. Oh, dear. Thank you, Elijah. Uh, look at this. We ran. We never run discounts last year. We ran a 25% increase promo code. That's genius. <laughs> and still saw sales increase. Use this code and pay 25% more. That's <laughs> isn't that great i love it that's so good okay all right there's oxygen for you well done elijah i'm so pleased that you're on the call that's lovely um okay you ever done this thing this is a this is we don't usually talk about the podcast episodes that i did but this came up and i thought this was of interest flipping stuff so um there's this service called flipper.com and it's a bit like a real estate agent but for online properties so here's a sort of list in bullet points. There. So essentially, they will allow you to flog websites, e-commerce shops, blogs, domains, SaaS businesses, affiliate site apps. If you can sell it online, Flipper will help you sell it. And so the the, the founder of Flipper uh, comes on and he talks to us about it. And it's a really interesting process because I've never done it. I just assumed, I just assumed that it would be dead straightforward. But Blake Blake Hutchison came on and kind of schooled me in what is needed to do this kind of stuff. And just little things that never occurred to me, like, you know, imagine that you're buying a domain, just let's keep it simple. You're buying a domain and it's got like a a gazillion hits every every year. Um, How do you actually kind of like make sure that both of you fulfill your obligations when you're selling it when is the moment where you take custody of it and they relinquish it and and so that's what flipper does it, it enables you to sort of like put a ton of criteria down get the lawyers involved if you need to get the international jurisdictions going on they'll hold the money in escrow until the moment where both client both sides of the bargain say yep happy and then it all flips up, flips it flips over and um it's just a fascinating subject. I know that this is kind of like a murky side of the internet in that there's probably a lot of people domain squatting. Um, I don't know if any of you guys have got any domains sitting around that you're not using. But
1: biggest, um, The biggest price they got for a domain. Go on. It was uh, $1.2 million. Pancake.com.
0: Pancake.com. Hmm. Yeah, I guess. Think about it. Think about it. There's a joke in there, a very bad dad joke. Oh no, really? It's so bad I can't even Oh it's God, that's bad. awful. No, it's I've just so got it. Bad. That's so bad. Oh What do you do with pancakes? What do you do with uh, Yeah, exactly. I get, I get it. I know, I know. Is it true or have you just made that up? I've got the dad shirt and you were the one. <laughs> um anyway, just a fascinating subject. Never done it, probably never will, but quite interesting. So anyway, go to flipper.com. If you fancy buying stuff online, uh, okay. There you go. Anybody want to take that one on, or should we just do move on to our last one? I've filled that one. Fair enough. Right, we'll yeah. do the last one. This is this pains me to put on the screen because I, I don't I don't want to hate Google. I want to like Google. I
2: really want. to But they to like took Google. the "be not evil" out of their motto. Come on. I know. Yeah. They're Did they replace it with skin. anything?
0: Did they replace it with anything? We um, are evil. Exactly. <laughs> Be, they just took the knot out. Be evil. Um, <laughs> Google Photos users, up until now, if you're an Android user, and I guess it's the same on iOS, I don't know, you take photos and you can back them up at a reduced quality. Like I think it, I think they call it high quality or something like standard quality. It's good enough. Google will back up your entire photo library for free. Something about this, even now, I'm thinking that was too good to be true. But I've been using it so much. I'm so in love with Google Photos. I've got absolutely everything on there. And then I found out this week that as of the 21st of June, 2021, I'm going to have to start paying for it. And it's, it's going to, I'm going to have to get a mortgage, frankly, because I take about, I take about 50 photos a day. Because of Google Photos, I was really constrained with my photo use. Because I was thinking, where am I going to put all these things? Then Google Photos comes along. There's where I'm going to put them all. And now they're taking away. And I, yeah. What's that? It's
1: okay because all you need to do is just choose a slightly different phone. Let's just check which phones you can choose, and then you get you get it free, don't you? Let's just check
0: Google Google
1: Pixel Pixel phone.
0: Oh yeah. So if you buy a Google phone, phone. you'll get you'll get the same entitlement. (laughs) Hey. You know what, though? I used to use Google Reader. That went away. I am starting to really... Google Wave. I am... Yeah, Google... Google
2: you, the thing about Google Wave is nobody used it anyway, so that was fine. They could get I better. built a product on it. Yes, oh, I damn. was using it. <laughs> okay, <laughs> We were one of the preferred customers, and then they're like, ah, oh, bye-bye. Oh,
0: no. Well, I'm just starting to distrust them. I really am starting to distrust them not because they switch not because they do things like this although to be fair to them June 20 June 2021 is a fair warning but right. I just am starting to you know I watched the social what was it called ball that social that. dilemma I yeah. watched the social dilemma and it kind of turned my head a little bit I don't know what the what the truth is in that but I did begin to think much more carefully about me being the product um, and I'm sad I want Google to be great. I really do. But I'm Lacey, starting you, to.
3: Go. Were you thinking that uh, they are giving the free space to everyone? Say again. And I just thought, So uh, you were thinking that they're going to give the free Google storage to everyone, and not just uh, whatever, Google phone users? Because
0: it's really been forever. Yeah, it, it has. Up until now, it's totally free for everybody right. on Earth. Um, and But the the numbers are amazing. Twenty-eight billion photos a week. Twenty-eight yeah. billion photos. They're holding two trillion data points apparently in Google Photos. I upload my phone. If I if I shoot a video of about a minute, it's about three quarters of a gig of a gig. And you can imagine where where I, I can't. They're going to need a new planet soon to put this. So, anyway, I'm just Those a- numbers
1: mean something to us, but to a company like Google, it's just absolutely meaningless.
2: Yeah. Well, okay, let's go from a business standpoint. So I'm in big data, right? And so if you're trying to train an engine to recognize text, you relaunch Google Books. Google Books went through and they indexed all these books and found a way to read text. Yeah. And then if you wanted to do facial recognition, oh free photos, everybody can have photos. Right. And so All you've been doing is providing Google endless opportunity to train their algorithms and their data networks on you or anybody else. ReCAPTCHA. I mean, that's how they indexed uh, addresses. You know Google Maps addressing? Yeah. People, they took little addresses. And suddenly the globe was offering free uh, recognition of what the address is. And then they used it for Google Books. So all that ties together into one thing. And Google, I think what they're saying is our uh, training is good enough. We don't need it anymore, so we're going to stop giving this away free and you're gonna to have to start pay. But I don't want to pay. I want it to be I know. free. <laughs> if you want it to be free, stop using Google and go to DuckDuckGo yeah. and then maybe they'll switch yeah. it back.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna um I'm gonna I'm gonna get a plex going, I think.
2: I think I got Plex.
0: it's great. Yeah, I think that's what I'm gonna to have to use instead. A lifetime from the beginning. But, yeah, but oh me too. Me, yes. 60 bucks. Suckers. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, it's a good, it's a good deal. Did you um did Paul or Max, have you ever fallen foul of like Google? Are you suspicious of them, you know, in any way? Oh, of you course, to, yeah, but the maps was like
1: the annoying part because you wanna use a uh, Google Maps API on your website. It is really, really hard to figure out where you do the keys. I still, I've, I've sent before, you know, a YouTube video to a client and like, just go and do this. And they're like, I can't do it. And then I'm like, that's no problem. Let's jump on a call together. We'll do it together. And I'm like, I can't do it either. <laughs> 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 I don't know what
3: to do. I can empathize with Paul. Because yeah. I can empathize with you Paul, because, um, you know, when I noticed this news um, was published about Apple's, whatever the term is, planned depreciation that went viral, if you know, a couple of months ago, they uh, deliberately slow down iPhones, so you go and buy new items. Yes. New, uh, it was like I was cheated by my girlfriend. I had this yeah, good relationship with, with Apple all these years. I, were happy for, I was happy for paying more for more quality and better quality but this thing really broke me down and I got to the point of really considering other items other brands this kind of thing that is really dirty so
0: yeah, yeah. that's a that's a really that's a much better example of losing faith with it but I have to say that this Google Photos one kind of might might be the killer for me for Google, I mean, it's not like I'm going to stop using their free. I just said Google, and my phone's just lit up. Look, another data point. Shut up! They're off, listening, bro. like Facebook. <laughs> They're always listening. And um, well, but it, it is—it's another little brick in the wall that's been knocked out for Google. And, and increasingly, at the minute, there's less and less bricks. I'm—I'm I'm a heavy user of Google Docs. I really, really like it. But there will come a point where my trust has been eroded so much that. Um, that I will just stop using them and always in the past I've read articles where people have complained about Google products that have gone away and I have thought oh, get over it. It's fine They do loads of stuff for free, but I'm now getting it. I actually I'm starting to understand
2: From uh, not to be political. I'm just I'm gonna leave it to not be political so don't go political on this but there is proof that Google is democratic primarily, which is fine. I I have no problem with that. But they have started altering searches based on what region, based on the leanings of what you're searching for. So if they saw you're in a locality, they will change the search results to match the desire of that locality as opposed to just providing results. And in that way, they kind of keep people in a bubble. So from my standpoint, if I'm ever trying to look up something controversial, I will always go to DuckDuckGo. Uh, to make sure I actually can find it because I'm not guaranteed that Google won't alter the results to suppress or modify. I think Google are our new robot overlords.
0: We're in trouble. Max has the solution. Next cloud. All right. I'm going to go and explore what that is. I ended the call. Yeah. <laughs> Next cloud. Go and Google it, everybody. Go and Google it. Oh, dear. Um, <laughs> it just makes <laughs> a <nightmare. laughs> <laughs> well, you can always
2: fitness. trust Amazon, right? Because they're offering yeah. free uploads of videos yeah. or pictures too. Yeah, that's safe. Do you use Doc. Go? I've used it in a few times in the past, and it, I found it to be nowhere near as intuitive. For yeah. me. I only use it to get controversial stuff that I know Google okay. might suppress. Oh, okay. So it's like the the res- the search engine when nothing else will work. Viva
0: resistance, right? Yeah, <laughs> great. Um, I feel that we've. After an hour and twenty minutes, we have probably done our time here. Um, unless anybody's got anything that they want to throw in, some curveball at the end, feel free to say it now.
2: Yeah. So this past weekend, for before the governor orders here in Virginia, uh, we held a our annual pie palooza, and my wife made fifty two pies from scratch. And we had tons of people come in. We had drive through. We had outdoor social distancing, or people who wants to who want to go in uh, could come and come in. And we I checked everyone's the thermometer.
0: I saw you you put a
2: photo of a kitchen, like a long kitchen table, just infinitely regressing in pies all the way down. Yeah, that's great. It's kind of fun. But because of that, I just thought we need to remember that we need to see people. Um, Even if there is a lockdown without human connection, it's really hard. And the number of people who said, thank you, this is exactly what we needed. We needed to see people, even if it wasn't a safe way. Don't cut yourself off. I, I think that adds to depression and it causes real isolation, and we are people who need to associate. Mm -hmm. So, happy holidays, everyone. Good advice. Thank you so much. Yeah, okay. Paul,
0: Max, anything, or should we knock it on the head?
3: That was a great... Uh, yeah, that was a great uh, one hour of discussing WordPress and everything. Thank you for the opportunity, guys. And oh, you're, well, good- you're,
0: you're welcome. I'm sure that we'll have you back if you're willing. That would be lovely. But um, thank you for the sure. comments. There was lots of really nice comments today. I really appreciate it. I'm going to make this into an audio episode, and I'll try to get it out by tomorrow. But for now, stay safe. Take
3: it easy. Bye-bye. Bye. Nanu, nanu.